This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It is, it's me, it's TRG, the rambling gambler, a vest wearing, ring wearing, just back from Atlantic City driving, son of a salesman. Welcome everyone, this is episode 60 of our Casino Combat Podcast. Ladies, non-binary persons, gentlemen, Little Miss Magic, who I'm sure is off to see the lizard. Only gamble with money you can afford to lose. Do not gamble with money you need to pay your bills. My past performances are not indicative of anyone's future results, including my own. If you have a gambling problem, contact your local problem gambling hotline. If you do not know your local problem gambling hotline number, send an email to help at casinocombat.com. We will find that information for you. We will make it available to you. Everything I'm going to share with you in this podcast is based in facts. Names and dates have been altered to protect the innocent and the guilty. Minor items, unrelated outcomes may be omitted in the interest of Preventing listener boredom. All right. <laughs> uh, welcome, everyone. Welcome. Let's get this started. If you are a regular listener, thanks so very much for coming back again. If this is your first time and the podcast name and or disclaimer didn't inform you each week as your podcast host, I share my experiences with gambling and casinos, things I learned in the School of Hard Knocks and by reading every single book about gambling in my local public library a few decades ago. Last week, we ended up heavily focused on teaching from the book of Casino Wisdom. This episode is going to be focused on travel, observations, and outcomes, with a look at how a different casino game fits into how I do casino combat mixed in to kind of change things up a little bit. So here is the plan for the episode. As part of my travels this week, I met the Legends of Lehigh, a trio of young men really just starting their gambling journey. Great guys. They had a ton of excellent questions. Questions it was difficult to answer as well as I would have liked while also playing blackjack with them. So I thought I'd do a question segment today and answer a couple of those questions, not only for them, hopefully they'll listen, but also for all of you as well. After the question segment, we will do the travel segment. I was in and out of a bunch of casinos this week. I have a tons of results and observations to share with you. I'm going to include everything from our trip to Atlantic City, even though it ran into the new week just a little bit. Let's call that dates being changed to protect the innocent and the guilty. We are going to have a core concept segment and look at a casino game I have not talked about in the past. A game that has a very small house advantage. It occupies a small but unique part of how I do casino combat. So maybe it will be something you can add to your casino toolbox as well. We will finish up as we always do in the virtual VIP lounge. And since our month ended this past Saturday, I hope you will join me for some sips. But we will forego the stories with those sips this week and use that time to review Team TRG's results for the month of July 2021. As far as things happening in the casino combat galaxy, caught myself, galaxy, you might want to check out the Casino Combat page on Facebook or find me as at GamblerRamblin on Instagram to see our posts from Atlantic City. Both East Coast Emissary and Aussie Alba were involved on those platforms while we were out and about, and I had a fun realization this week. One year ago, those social media accounts didn't exist. They weren't even a thing. 
And now the squad has grown enough that literally listeners around the globe are interacting with me and with each other in those shared spaces. Very fun from my point of view to see things grow, to see things to do, uh, develop. I also received a note this week from a listener that wanted to thank me for the boot camp playlist on our YouTube page. He commented that it was a great way to learn the core concepts. The boot camp playlist is something that I'm very proud of, something that I see as a, a legacy uh, from the creation of this podcast. It was really great, heartwarming, uh, humbling. There you go, humbling to hear that someone felt that free resource was helpful to them. If you're on YouTube for any reason, feel free to stop by. If you could afford to donate a comment or a subscription, that would be really great. If you have those extra, we could use them. I think that's about it. I did have a conversation with Gabriel about some things going on locally last week. You'll kind of hear the behind the scenes of that, but the, the, the items themselves, we're going to keep those, uh, those private for right now. And Guardian the Jet have not checked in, so nothing to report from them this week either. I think that wraps up the Casino Combat Galaxy updates for the week. Let's get things started with a Questions My Sons Ask segment. What? What? My sons ask questions about gambling, listeners ask questions about gambling, and in this case, the Legends of Lehigh ask a variety of excellent questions about gambling. I'm hoping they listen, I'm hoping they join the squad, and as we go forward, I hope we hear where their gambling journey takes them. I'd really like to kind of keep up with them and see how they evolve uh, individually and as a group. Uh, if, if that happens, that would be really great. This group of three tremendous young men were playing blackjack at a $10 table Mrs. TRG and I found tucked away in the corner of the Borgata Casino in Atlantic City. And to the MGM Corporation's credit, despite the low price, it was an eight-deck shoe game that paid three to two if you received a blackjack. A fair game at a fair price. When we sat down, one of the legends asked about the difference between having a gold MGM card, uh, that's the third tier, and having a blue, I, and I'm not 100%, but I'm pretty sure the blue card is called Sapphire in the MGM system. Sapphire is the entry-level tier for MGM, I'm pretty sure. Definitely the blue card, and gold is the third tier, as I said. It's difficult to properly answer questions like this while a blackjack game is going on. The dealer's asking, wanting us to keep the game going. The house wants us to keep the go game going, which is why it's so great for me in that situation to be able to say something like this. As you move up tiers, you get perks and benefits automatically. Things like shorter lines at cages and restaurants or discount on purchases. But I do a podcast about stuff like this every week and I go into a lot more details. Here's a card for the podcast. If you're interested, I teach about gambling every week and this is one of the things I teach. Very neat to be able to do that. Very glad I can do that when questions come my way and, and give a second resource for more complete answers than we can do in a blackjack game in process. Well, once they heard about the podcast, the excellent questions continued during our session. It was nice when they asked about moving bets up and down to be able to say, I've talked about that several times, but I think episode 11 is a good starting place for you. And one of my listeners did a decision tree you can use to work through that system and see how it works as well. The podcast will tell you how to request a copy of that. Quickly, and I'm digressing from meeting the legends of Lehigh here, but quickly, if, if you didn't hear about this last week, Fred has been updated. Fred, is, the podcast email bot Fred, is now Fred version 2.2. Originally, Fred only had one job. Watch my email, trg at casinocombat.com, combat spelled with a K. And he would watch my email, and if someone sent an email with the two words slot 
tactics in the subject line, Fred would respond with an email including a link to download my ebook on playing slot machines to win money most months. But when Keeper of Wisdom created a list of all the wisdoms and the episodes they appeared in, we updated Fred so that she would be able to see the two words Get Wisdom in the subject line of an email and send a link to download the Book of Casino Wisdom as created by Keeper of Wisdoms. Since East Coast Emissary put together the Great Decision Tree for TRG Wagering System 1, Fred can now see the two words Send Chart and send a link to download that document as well, which means that listeners like the Legends of Lehigh, not only is there an answer in an episode of the podcast, but there's also a handout available to see the entire system and work through the various choices that need to be made if you're going to use that system for your gambling. A system with both progressive and regressive concepts, which I think are just so important that I made them part of the core concepts. Guys, I told you, Legends, I told you when we parted company to try to listen to episode 60 that you would be in the episode. I hope you are listening to this. There is a more complete answer to your question about how I handle wagering. It is available. Episode 11 and send send me an email that says send chart and Fred will hook you up. You will get a great diagram that shows you the whole system and all the choices to be made. The Legends had a bunch of great questions, but one more that stood out was this. Are casino comps based on how much you lose, or can you win and still get comped? And I gave the lessons the short answer, which is, it's not what you win or lose, it's amount of time played, amount wagered, and the house advantage built into the game you're playing. There's a bigger answer to that. From everything I've been able to learn and confirm, including from people that work in the casino industry, most brands put those numbers into a formula and calculate a theoretical loss amount for gambling that amount of money for that amount of time on that particular game with that particular risk and that particular house advantage. And then they're willing to comp you roughly 30% of that theoretical loss to get you to come back. Slot players are going to get bigger comps than a video poker or blackjack player because the house advantage is larger on slot machines. That assumes a similar wager, similar amount of time, just different games. The key here from the point of view of answering the legend's question is this. Winners get comped the same as losers. The winning and losing doesn't really matter. More importantly, this is a very perceptive question to be asking legends, really on your game, to think about that this early in your process. Being good at the game of casino gambling means being good at taking advantage of all the free stuff the casino's willing to give you to keep you as a customer. Even if you win money from them in the process, they'll still give you the free stuff, and if you don't win money, the free stuff is usually of much more value than the small amount you lost. Keep asking those great questions, legends. Keep sending me emails if you've got stuff that you're not hearing or you want to know what episode something is in. As I told you, I'm here to be your cheat code. I am, guys. 30-year cheat code, raise your game right up. And it's not just me. I just host this every week. It's the entire squad. It's Gabriel. It's Walking Wikipedia. It's T-Rex. It's, you know, Keeper of Wisdom. It's Master of Details. It's all the people I've met over the years, the people that are contributing to this show, that are making the materials to get handled out. It's the people I talk with and learn from each and every week. You all seem like really smart guys who wanted to learn, and we are happy to teach. That is why we are here. That's why I'm doing this. That's why I started this podcast. Okay. It feels like I was everywhere last week. Let's talk about all that rambling and gambling next in a travel segment.
Early last week, I had some personal business to take care of two hours west of my home. Casino Wisdom number 81 teaches us a very simple lesson. A, B, C. Always be casinoing. So with personal business handled, I stopped at the My Choice property in the area. This property runs a promotion where they double your free bets on Tuesday. And it was a Tuesday, so I had two free bets. And then they had another promotion where you scratched off an icon. I mean, imaginarily scratched off on a touchscreen, obviously. Um, but that was how this other promotion worked. And they gave me $5 in My Cash, which is the My Choice version of tax-free free imaginary money that they put into an account for you to use on expenses in and around their casinos. I also took advantage of some of the strangest free slot play I've ever, I'm going to say received, found, encountered, not quite sure what word to put there. I was looking for a Fortune 88 machine to play. Um, We do pretty well with those machines. They have a lot of ways to hit bonuses. They usually work pretty well for us. But the machine wouldn't take my card or my money because there was this icon that I noticed floating on the screen saying that free play could not be removed from the machine. Press here to continue. So I, I looked a little further now and I figured out what was going on. There was still free play in the machine. Free play that someone had put from their card into the machine, then didn't play it and didn't get it back out of the machine because you can't take it out once you put it in. You can only use something like TRG Slot Strategy 1 to get as much value out of it as you can. So I waited a few minutes to see if someone would return and come back. I wasn't trying to be a crook. I wasn't trying to take what wasn't mine. Um, But after waiting a while and not seeing anyone expressing any interest, I eventually pressed here to put the free money back as available. And I went ahead and used my slot strategy and played my new $16.18 of free play using TRG slot strategy number one. And that put free money in my pocket. I did lose a small amount of money playing the machine using TRG slot strategy El Numero Dos, but it happens. I also played a very frustrating blackjack table. Very frustrating blackjack table. I kept getting hands that were what I call action hands. Hands that strategically you should split and double and get more money on the table when the house is weak. Tens against a five. Things like that. And then I'd get good cards. I'd get cards that made good hands. And then the dealer kept drawing cards and making hands that either pushed my great, my great hand or flat out beat it. Not fun. Very frustrating. It happens. It does. You can't control it. All you can do is leave when you've lost the amount of money you know you're going to leave the table on. But it should have been a great table. It felt like it was going to be a great table. And instead, it was just a quick and frustrating loss. The good news is that they had very cheap uh, craps tables. I figured why not grab a little education. And once again, I was my own hot shooter and I won enough continuing my quest to learn the game of craps to leave the building with a small profit. But I wouldn't be TRG if I left things at that. That wouldn't be me. No. I mean, not what you got a vacation coming in two days. That's going to involve a bunch of gambling. So you just stop. No, A, B, C, always be casinoing. Just north of this property, uh, just a little less than an hour, there is another My Choice property, and that one has a hotel, unlike unlike the one uh, that I stopped at two hours west. Um, in the past, you know, to kind of give you a little backstory, in the ba- past, before gambling was legal in my state, I would I would travel to these casinos, this little group of three casinos, about once a month, and just take free stuff from all of them, a variety of comps, food, meals, rooms, free stuff, the whole bit. 
and I would do that about a m once a month, and it was repeatedly a profitable cluster of casinos for me to take advantage of. I've been trying to get that started again over the course of this podcast. Still not there yet, still not in free rooms, but it's getting closer. And so to kind of help that along and to see where things were at in that part of the world, uh, I had a partial room comp available at the My Choice property, as well as some free slot play. And so I went, I checked in, picked up that free stuff or partially free stuff and table limits have come down since my previous visit. So this is becoming a property that would be a great place for Mrs. TRG and I to spend time. Honestly, I thought a couple of times that in comparison to my current home casino, Casino 2, there are a lot more things to do outside the casino in, in this area. If we can start getting regularly Saturday night comps there, this could very well become our new home casino. And that's a feeling. It's, it's, you choose where your home casino is based on how you feel about the casinos that are around you, obviously. So that's not a lock. That's just a thought in my head. If you're wondering why my home casino matters, check out episode 22 of the podcast. There are games including included in this podcast since the, since the first episode I had games built in. Games I wasn't really sure if anyone was ever going to find. But they found them. I explained that in episode 22. If you want to figure that out, if you want to play, all the information is right there in that episode. Total for this property, I had two winning blackjack tables, including one nice, long, larger win that allowed some interesting observations that I'm going to talk about in just a minute. I had two small losing tables. I had a winning and a losing slot machine. And the winning one required an application of last episode's new casino wisdom number 82. I needed to trust my plan and my training and stick with the machine until... TRG slot strategy El Numero Dos produced a profit. For this little mini trip, I won more money than I spent. Not a bunch, but it was a profitable trip. It was a cash profitable trip. Now view that as a, at a personal level. I had to make the trip anyway. I had to go most of the way there anyway for things unrelated in any way to gambling. Minus my casino gambling skills and my commitment to always be casinoing, it would have cost me money to make the trip. With my casino skills and the comps, the trip paid for itself. Let me take a minute and tell you about an interesting young woman that I happened to randomly share a blackjack. As I joined the table, an older gentleman on my right pointed to his right and just said very quietly, Be careful. She's interesting. She just hit a soft 19 against a dealer 7, cost me a lot of money. So we are going to call this young woman Ms. Make Money Not Friends. Because that is what her shirt said. And at least at the beginning of my experience with her, that was also her blackjack strategy. I thought it was just fascinating that her shirt said make money not friends. And that's exactly what she was trying to do. She was trying to make money and she did not care about making friends. Sitting with her was a younger gentleman who seemed to really understand the game and basic strategy and seemed to know her more than just at this one blackjack table at this one moment in time. He was trying to help and advise Ms. Make Money, Not Friends. On my left was a slightly older person than Ms. Making Money, Not Friends, just a little bit older than her. Um, and he was also a very, very smart gambler, very, very knowledgeable gambler. He told me in a side discussion that he usually plays poker. Um, he had that kind of vibe to him, very settled in, very mellow, uh, very focused, very paying attention to everything that was going on. He said that uh, he couldn't get into a, a poker game for whatever reason, so he was playing blackjack instead. So there are four of us who understand the game very well and Ms. Make Money. Initially, she doesn't want to take advice from anyone, including her friend. 
and she flat out said she wasn't about making friends. She has to take care of herself. She was the classic new player, interested in her results, not worried about what happened to others at the table, taking too much risk by hitting her bust hands against dealer's bust cards, and then afraid to take risk she should take by hitting those same bust hands against a dealer showing an 8, a 9, or a 10. The dealer was an older, grandmotherly kind of woman, and she kept trying to teach and help, and initial, initially Ms. Money, Make Money would just say, I know what the house says, but I gotta take care of my money. I gotta take care of me. It isn't about anyone else. At one point, Ms. Make Money wanted to hit her hard 14 against a dealer's five showing. And we were all trying to explain to her, not like all jumping on her, but individually, we were kind of giving her our point of view, telling her what I what we knew. The dealer was trying to help. She wasn't having any of it. And eventually the floor stopped over and he said, you can do what you want. It's your money. They're all telling you that. But all these players are smart players. This dealer is a smart dealer. Your best chance of winning is to listen to them. If I was playing, I'd listen to them. They all want to help you if you will let them. Clearly, this was a young woman that, based on her shirt and her actions, had not yet learned Casino Wisdom number 86, which states simply, have allies. We were trying to be her allies. We were trying to teach her the game. But she really seemed to believe in making money, not friends. It changed a little as we played. She gradually started to trust us just a little bit. She gradually started letting us help her. And she started making money because she made friends. At one point, her friend and the dealer were explained to her that she should split a hand, which she did reluctantly. And the resulting second hand should have been doubled and she was resisting. And we had all seen her previously skip doubles and then draw extra cards that would have allowed all of us to win, but we lost because she didn't want allies and didn't trust us. We wanted her to win as much as possible on the hand, but we also didn't want her to mess up what looked like a good hand for everyone. It was setting up for everybody to have doubles, everybody have splits, the dealer had a weak card. So as she thought and pondered and thought and pondered about taking her advice, taking our advice, I did something I don't do very often. I had won a fair amount of money at the table at this point. Since she was resisting good advice, and since she was only betting $15 at a time, I said, I do a podcast on gambling every week. It's called Casino Combat. I'm going to put $15 right here, and I put it between her and I, clearly not in my possession. I said, if you double with your money, and then feel after the hand that we gave you bad advice... These chips will replace the chips that you bet. No questions asked. If you feel we didn't give you good advice, just pick the chips up. If you don't, they're my chips. I'll take them back. And she didn't quite seem to understand what I was offering. So her friend said, he's got you. He's got you. You can't lose. If you do, he will give you that money that you lost. You got it. You are not going to lose money that you don't want to lose. She doubled her bet. Unfortunately, she lost. A bunch of the rest of us won, however. And I made good on my promise, of course, and made sure she took the money. She seemed a little skeptical, and I told her I'd made a promise it was hers. I try to be an ambassador for the hobby when I can, an ambassador for the game. I try to be a mentor to younger players that, that are trying to learn. But let's be honest, this was also not a selfless act on my part. There were three young people at the table, two of them very good, very interested players, people in my target audience. I, I wanted to help. But I also wanted that information out there on the table in a conversational way. And as I had hoped, 
the very smart poker player to my left, asked about the podcast, asked some good questions, and as we talked some about it, he indicated that uh, that he was going to try to check it out. I hope he did. I hope he does. I hope he sends me an email and tells him tells me he was the smart poker player with me, with Ms. Make Money, not friends. So anyway, eventually I reached my profit point. I wasn't going to give it back. It was time for some dinner. But as I was leaving, I, I did just stop and say to her, it's none of my business, but I do the Casino Combat podcast, combat spelled with a K. I do it every week. I teach, teach people who are interested how to be very good at this. I'm very good at this. You can be good at this. You can be good at this. Ms. Make Money, not friends. I didn't call her that, obviously. I said, you can win money doing this. It just takes time to learn. Obviously, I really hope Ms. Make Money, not friends. We'll see that in this case, she has friends that will help her. She has allies that will help her make money if she lets us. A little behind the curtain stuff here, folks. A little pulling back what goes on behind the behind the podcast. If you ever listen to something like the last two segments tying together, kind of having a theme of, of helping people and helping young people learn and all that, do not give me any credit for that. Do not. <laughs> I am not that clever. That is just life providing me with opportunities to highlight things that happened at random and they just happen to fit together. So a great start to the week. A great start to the week. And after a couple of additional work days in the real world, we started a very casino combat kind of anniversary vacation. And I'm going to highlight those elements. I'm going to give you the results. But my observations are how well the things that I've talked about are put into use in, in this part of a very, very fun anniversary and vacation. I showed you last week that I used various casino wisdoms to plan our vacation. I used all the techniques I discuss in this podcast to set up a plan with a, a, a variety of comped meals, shows, and hotel rooms. Uh, in a vacation where drinks were free in some very cool places. As I said, very cool. 80 to 90% of it was going to be free right from the jump. And I explained last week how planning around our promotions made Atlantic City a great trip choice, a better trip choice than Las Vegas where we usually go. The result of doing all that pre-planning, the result of looking at the promotions and putting everything together, was that it kind of just created, I don't want to say a schedule, but it kind of told us, go do this free thing, and then you got some time to do whatever you want, and hey, go do this free thing, and we improvised some along the way. It wasn't like I was marching us through, but the planning part told us where our best value was. All we had to do was go get that best value and have fun doing it. The hotels, the meals, and shows kind of picked themselves. We left home after lunch, after working part of a day, and drove to our home casino, Casino 2, which is two and a half hours east and just a little bit south of where we live. We knew we had plenty of room and food comps available there, and so we just basically started our vacation half a day early, had an extra evening of vacation, by and took a couple hours drive off the drive the next day. If we didn't have that, if that wasn't positioned there, our vacation started a day later. This is a My Choice property we're now very familiar with. Our room was comped. We both had free bets available to us as part of our uh, blackjack gambling money. Uh, Mrs. TRG may have had a little slot play. I'd have to check the spreadsheet for that. And we did dinner in a casino combat way. We had plenty of food plans, fancier food plans for Atlantic City, so we kept it simple. We went to the food court. At the start of this segment... I mentioned 
that a promotion at the first My Choice property that I visited on my on my one uh, one day trip by myself early in the early in the week gave me some My Cash points. That's imaginary money to spend, and I also earned a decent number of My Choice uh, My Cash points, is what they call it, from my gambling there and at the second property that day where I spent the night. So they gave me My Cash. I earned more My Cash. There was a My Cash multiplier in place. So we spent some of that my cash to buy dinner. And we continue to have enough points in my account to do that almost any time we want. We talked about this some last episode. This managing that aspect of money. That extra money that's free and tax-free imaginary money that casinos give you to spend however you want. And this is a way of spending it that works well for us. And as I said last week, you may have completely other ways that you want to spend your free money. We won money at the first blackjack table we played, which worked out perfectly. I took a minor slot machine loss. We each took minor losses at a couple of other tables. We spent most of the evening evening gambling. We earned plenty of points. We had a good time. We enjoyed a couple comped drinks. We walked out with just a few dollars more than we walked in with. If I'm starting a gambling trip, this is almost my first choice of starts. Obviously, losing a lot of money would be my last choice of starts, but winning just a little, having fun, covering the cost, didn't lose anything, paid for expenses either with wins or imaginary money, great bonus day, because that's what it was. We had enough comps to add an evening to our vacation and to make our drive easier. The next day, we continued to Atlantic City with a comped room for Friday and Saturday night at Bally's right in the middle of the boardwalk. Friday and Saturday night comps in season in Atlantic City can be harder to get. In fact, we found out the next evening in talking with some people that were expecting to be able to get comped that there was not a room available to them at any price and they were going to end up having to drive home when they'd been planning to stay. In addition to the free rooms, we both got free bet money, we got free points that we could spend on, and they were Bally's versions of my cash, basically. I don't know what they call them. I have to find a name for that, probably. The VIP lounge at this property is not virtual. It's real. It is a huge, beautiful space with floor-to-ceiling, ocean-view windows, and a long wooden bar with a curved round end where you can have a 270-degree view of the ocean and the boardwalk. Sandy's a bartender there. She is an amazing bartender. She makes a coffee drink that Mrs. TRG just absolutely loves. At the third tier in the Bally's reward system, entrance costs $10 in points per person, although they do sometimes give you a comp on the kiosk. We're learning gradually. So again, let's apply a casino combat point of view on this. The ladies at the desk where you entered the VIP lounge ask if we had comped entrance to the lounge. And I told them I had not been comped entrance, but that we had just received $25 in, I guess I'll call it comp cash, for lack of a term. So the house was really paying us to come in and enjoy the lounge. And we did enjoy it. We had a couple cocktails. We chatted a bit with Sandy. We had a, a very nice dinner and dessert. So at this point, we'd been in and around the casino, the Bally's Casino and Resort, for a couple of hours. And including the room and the resort fees, combined with the money to eat and the things they gave us while we were eating and drinking, the money to bet with, they had given us something in the area of $1,100 to $1,200 in value before we made a single bet, before we did any gambling at all. And the first gambling we did was with their money. The first eating and drinking we did was with their money, and they paid us to do that. We played some blackjack at Bally's. Then we went to Caesars next door 
for free bets that they had for us there, and then we returned to Bally's for more blackjack. But by the way, at Caesars, I earned a couple of badges in their Quest for Rewards promotion that I mentioned is going on. So gambling at Caesars to use a promotion gave me extra tier credits and drawing entries in another promotion. Points on top of points, and we won some money from them. The next day, Mrs. TRG enjoyed a beach day, and I continued my craps education after receiving and playing some free slot play. I also had a very nice uh, free bet that got used during a blackjack session. In the evening, we attended a comped Motown review, very nice show, and played some more blackjack. We checked out of Bally's the next day, and since we couldn't check into our next hotel until mid-afternoon, that was a perfect gap, right? We went over to Borgata to do some MGM stuff, and that's where I met the Legends of Lehigh. I'll remind you that late last year, I took a solo trip to Las Vegas to earn the final tier credits I needed to reach the third tier in their reward system. And then on a follow-up visit, I tier matched to the same level with MGM. So I'm third tier with MGM without actually earning it. And of course, Bally's has us at their third tier since that was my level when the property was officially acquired from Caesars when the sale closed. That means that all our valet parking in Atlantic City is comped which makes moving from place to place very, very easy and very inexpensive. Pull up, show them the card, drop off the car, give them a couple bucks. Pick up the car when we're done. Both Mrs. TRG and I received $25 each in express comps, which is MGM's imaginary tax-free money. And we got that just for walking in the door. $25 for her, $25 for me. We played some winning blackjack, met the legends of Lehigh, and played some more winning blackjack. We went to a neat little bar just off the casino floor called the Long Bar and had drinks and an appetizer and paid for all of that using express comps. They just once again paid us to eat their food and drink their liquor. We picked up comp show tickets for a comedy club later in the evening. Mrs. TRG won some money playing slots using TRG slot strategy El Numero Dos. And I found out by looking through their app while we were in, in the bar that MGM also provides something called play points, which can be used as free slot play. And I'm still sorting out where exactly that free money comes from. It's different from the other free money. So if any of you know that, if you've figured that out already, if you're MGM regulars more than I am, send me a note and, and a link or, or your version of how it works or something. I'll figure it out eventually. But hey, if you guys know, somebody tell me. Regardless, I spun about half of the balance of my play points through a machine using TRG slot strategy number one and pocketed some additional profits in spending money. When we arrived at Tropicana to check in, Tropicana used to be an El Dorado property, but since the merger, it's now also a Caesars property, a Caesars entertainment property. Uh, we were offered an upgrade on our already comped room that allowed us to inexpensively move to a better room, a bigger room, a bigger bathroom, and better ocean views. And I, it was so nice that I posted a short video on Instagram. So if you want to see what the room looked like, check out our Instagram account at Gambler Ramblin', and uh, and there's a video there of the room, a little walkthrough of what we saw. This was an upgrade purchased with winnings, uh, less than a third of a day's pay. Uh, so thirty cents on the if I earned a dollar a day scale. But it was winnings. It was winnings I set aside to pay for this. But let me walk you through that money quickly. I just didn't take money out of my bankroll and hand it over. This is Casino Combat 2. 
This is a casino combat tool. These are things to be aware of, things to put in play that if you do them just a little bit and, and pay attention to doing them, they just become second nature. The card I used for the room deposit and for the hold against incidentals, the card that was going to be used to pay this bill when we checked out was the MGM Rewards credit card. So we're at a Caesars property spending money on a room upgrade and Caesars has my rewards card number on file when I reserve the room. So they're going to give me five times tier credits on everything I spend for a room. Paying for a room in Atlantic City also earns you a badge in their quest for rewards promotion. So there's more tier credits. Tier credits for the spend. Tier credits for the badge. When the charges reach my MGM credit card, they will also give me tier credits in the MGM reward systems. I've talked several times in the past that aspects of casino combat are like extreme couponing. I call it extreme casinoing. This is another great example. Having the right card, having the right promotions, so that this little bit of spend, which is being done with profits, is going to then earn points and points and points that are going to benefit me going, going forward. And to finish that thought, when we returned home, I deposited some of our winnings in the bank and paid the charges on the MGM card with the winnings. We got a tremendous number of tier credits in two different reward systems just by spending a small portion of our winnings. We paid for dinner again, charging it to our room to get more tier credits on both systems again. And this was a choice. We had received enough reward credits, which is Caesar's imaginary tax-free money. We could have had dinner in the VIP lounge, and I'm sure it would have been tremendous. It was the last time we ate there. We just decided to enjoy a restaurant that we really like there instead. We attended the Comp Comedy Show at Borgata, played some additional blackjack at Tropicana when we, f when we returned. We did a wonderful Compt brunch. They have a wonderful gastro pub there for brunch with great, uh, great views. More beach time for Mrs. TRG, some winning craps and blackjack for me. We finished a week that involved gambling in six different casinos, having won more than three days pay after expenses. And having received over $2,000 in comps, part for one month, part for another month. I want to close out this segment with an observation. It is being good at the game of casino gambling that allows us to live a casino lifestyle like this. I'm not saying that we wouldn't have or couldn't have paid for this trip to celebrate our anniversary and do all those things and pay for them. We could have and we would have. But we wouldn't have paid for this trip if we had just paid for a long weekend at that Caesars Entertainment property that we really like with the great room service and having just paid a few weeks before that for a long Atlantic City trip. If we weren't good at this, without our various comps and perks, without the money won, we would have taken one of those trips and we would have called it our vacation and anniversary trip. We would not have taken three trips that would have been more money than we were going to spend on vacations this year. Wouldn't have done it. But being good at casino gambling, being good at hustling the comps, being good enough at gambling to at best keep our losses small and have them offset by all the things we're given, winning money more months than we lose money, all of those core concepts, let us call this the anniversary trip because it includes shows. 
and a couple nicer meals. And then those other things, those were just trips. Those were just things we did because we felt like doing them. It's silly and ridiculous unless you enjoy it and you start doing it. And then it's just a very wonderful, wonderful way to, to live a chunk of your life. At least we think it is. I'm going to assume that if you take the time to listen to me talk about this, you probably do too. <laughs> All right, enough. Next, we're going to change gears and do a core concept concepts segment that's all about using a game with a very small house advantage as, what else? A casino combat tool. A very important core concept, concept spelled with a K of course, is learning a game with a very small house advantage. And there is a game in most casinos that meets that criteria that we have not discussed in any episode of this podcast. That game is video poker. Most casinos offer a range of different video poker machines, and each machine variation may have a slightly different correct basic strategy and a slightly different house advantage. This is the same as the variations in blackjack basic strategy for the different rules that casinos may offer. And I'm not going to try to sit here today and run through a full basic strategy analysis for you and run all of that down. If you're interested, I recommend wizardofodds.com website for the best way to play each kind of machine. They've got a ton of stuff there to tell you what the right basic strategy is. Once again, like blackjack, print it off, put it in your pocket, take it with you. That said, if you're not familiar with the premise of basic strategy for playing video poker, let me provide a a very simplistic illustration. Don't at me and tell me it's more complicated than this. I know it's more complicated than this. I'm trying to show an example for people that are not familiar with the concept. Suppose the first five cards you receive, let me back up a step. I'll come back to that. Premise of video poker, if you're completely unfamiliar, you make your bet usually in five of something because that's the max bet and that's how you get the max payout. So you bet five quarters, a dollar and 25 cents. You're shown five cards. Then you pick the cards to keep, just like you would if you were playing regular poker, and you hit a button after you pick the cards you're going to keep and the machine gives you new cards and then that determines if your hand is a winning hand or a losing hand. So suppose... The first five cards you receive are a queen of hearts, a two of hearts, an eight of hearts, a queen of spades, and a five of hearts. And you're playing a very simple jacks or better machine. On that machine, on a lot of machines, the pair of queens is going to pay you back the money you wagered. So if you bet 125 and you have a pair of jacks or better, queens are better than jacks, you will get paid 125. So instinct kind of tells you Keep the sure win. Keep the pair of queens. Hope that you draw cards to re- to replace the cards you're going to get rid of and that you draw more queens and you get three of a kind or four of a kind. But on most machines, that's not the correct basic strategy to play this hand. The correct strategy is to get rid of the queen of spades and hope to draw another heart card of any type because a flush pays way more than a dollar and 25 cents. A flush will give you a profit. So that's an example of basic strategy for one hand on one machine. So you might be asking yourself, Why has TRG waited so long to mention this game if the house advantage is so small and a basic strategy exists? Why didn't he tell us about this like way back in episode three? 
I have not mentioned video poker for a couple of reasons. Only a limited number of machines offer a way to implement a wagering system that includes progressive and regressive betting, which is also always betting the maximum number of coins. And unlike some slot machines, getting the best payout from a video poker machine requires playing the maximum coins possible. Progressive and regressive wagering is possible on some machines by changing the denomination being wagered. But I have yet to find any machines where the way I want to bet really works and works well with progressive and regressive wagering. The other problem with video poker from a casino combat point of view is that the house advantage is so small. If played correctly, so much smaller than even blackjack or baccarat that unless you play very high denomination machines and pick p machines with very poor payout tables and you play for very long periods of time, you're just not going to get many points. You're just not going to get enough points to do the comp hustle part of this and do it well, at least from my experience. It just isn't something that I see as a path to success. But I'm open-minded. If you have something that works, send me an email and tell me about it. In fact, you can send it to what I do at casinocombat.com. I'm always interested in learning new things. I am not of the opinion that as much as I know about gambling, I know everything about gambling. Gambling is a very large topic. With that background information in place, with that reason that I have not talked about in the past, with that reason that it is not something I try to do to gamble for a profit, there is a reason I wanted to discuss this with you today. A situation occurred during our trip this week that involved video poker. When my youngest son, the young squire, heard about it, he said, that has to be in the podcast, Dad. It has to be. You have to tell people about that. That sounds like fun and a nice win and a, a neat situation. So here's, here's the situation. We're at the Tropicana. Mrs. TRG was doing beach day. Um, and I got a text from her saying that she was done at the beach. She was going to get cleaned up and join me for dinner. She was probably going to have a glass of wine while she did her hair and makeup. So I didn't really want to get into another blackjack or crap session because whenever she was ready, I was just going to wrap things up. And I, uh, I like having infinite time as much as possible. I think we have a casino wisdom about that. I'm ad-libbing now, so I'm not going to go look it up. But I know that one of the things I've said in the past and written down and people have kept track of is that one of the casino's biggest advantages is infinite time and infinite money. And since in this situation, I was not going to have infinite time, I really wasn't going to dive back into something that I might have to cut short. I didn't want to put any real money at risk playing slots because we'd done so well at this point in the trip. It was our last day. I was kind of starting to get into protect that win mode. Slots hadn't been doing real well for me. I just decided that really wasn't what I wanted to do. But I've discussed in the past that there are different ways and reasons to gamble. You can gamble for different purposes. I decided to gamble for free drinks in a nice room, in a nice space, with a nice glass. I decided to play video poker. The video poker bar off the casino floor was very nice, very elegant, felt very elevated. And they offered a variety of better bottles than they were making available for order just from the slot machines, if, if they gave you a drink for playing the slot machine. So for me, this is a perfect opportunity to gamble for a drink or two. I know jacks are better, basic strategy for video poker, well enough to hold my own, and well enough to do okay, given how low the house advantage is. I do not have the chart memorized to perfection, but I understand it pretty well. I found a machine 
showed the bartender my player's card, put the card in the machine, put $20 in the machine, and the bartender brought me a very generous pour of Crown Apple Chilled. I played a video poker hand or two, and then I sent Gabriel a text, and then he answered me, and I played a hand, and I texted him back, and eventually Gabriel called just to talk instead of texting, because he knew that I was just kind of hanging out, having a drink, waiting for my wife, and so I spun less while we were talking, and then ordered another drink and a bottle of water. But I continued to spin now and then, and eventually my conversation with Gabriel wrapped up, and I got a text from Mrs. TRG telling me that she'd be down to the casino in another 20 minutes or so. So I ordered one more drink, paid a little more attention to the video poker, a little less attention to my phone. I'd been getting some little wins as I played already, and I hit a couple of additional good hands. I mean, nothing special, some three of a kinds, a flush. I think I had a full house in there. I left the money in the machine at that point, right? I've got my drink. I've got the last drink I'm planning to get there. Probably, honestly, one more than I should have had. I left the money in the machine. Didn't spin anymore, as I said. When Mrs. TRG arrived and sent me a text and asked me where I was, you know, I told her I'd come meet her. I'd spent about 90 minutes playing video poker with $20 and talking about gambling with my good friend Gabriel. If I'd lost the entire 20 I started with, I'd have still been ahead based on the retail price of the comp drinks, and I'd have had, had those drinks in a nice space while having a nice conversation, which is 100% a casino combat way of looking at things. But as I've said, I'd been hitting some small wins. I cashed out a $30 profit along with my $20 and along with the free drinks. And this was the part the young squire was impressed with. The idea that while enjoying some comped higher-end cocktails in a nice place and talking with a friend on the phone, I'd won $30. More than doubled the money I started with. Now, I didn't get much in the way of tier credits for this. No one's going to comp me a room based on that bit of play. But that's not the reason I was gambling. From my point of view, done properly, gambling is a tool that can be used in many different ways to enjoy nice things inexpensively. Especially in Atlantic City or Las Vegas, video poker does have a place in living my casino lifestyle. And that usually involves getting comp drinks and hanging out in nice places while gambling just a little and often winning some small bills to tip with as a result. So there we have it. Next up, Sips and the results for the month of July 2021 in the Virtual VIP Lounge. A little bit of the bubbly. Welcome to the Casino Combat Virtual VIP Lounge. (laughs) A VIP lounge where we always have the best virtual everything from locally bottled, handcrafted, artisanal still water to the best virtual bottles of liquor virtual dollars can buy. If you can't actually join me in a drink, please virtually join me for one. I'll be enjoying a short pour of Crown Apple with just one ice cube today as my sip. Since this is the end of the month, this is the last episode for the month of July 2021. No stories today in the virtual VIP lounge. Instead, as we usually do at the end of the month, we will be reviewing the results of the gambling Mrs. TRG and I did last month, as well as the comps we received to determine if we had a winning or a losing month. If you have not listened before to one of these episodes, this exercise has several purposes. First, one of the core concepts is working to have a winning month, not worrying about losing tables or losing days. Everyone is going to have a losing table or a losing day. Those are inevitable, but winning months should happen more often than losing months. The second purpose is to be transparent with all of you about our results. I thought when I started this podcast that I had some unique things to teach. Listeners have validated that. 
and they've played to similar results using what they've learned listening to this podcast. But I strongly feel that unless you hear the results each month gambling, you would have no reason to trust that what I'm telling you works. I can come on here and say anything. I try to treat listeners like friends and friends like family. I'm not a closeted gambler. I'm honest about my gambling and my results with friends and family if they ask. So likewise, I'm honest with all of you if you take the time to listen. The final purpose of this is one that I only discovered as a result of doing this podcast. The most important casino wisdom is number 99. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your gambling. Through taking time to do this segment each month, I get tremendous perspective on the winning and losing that happened during the month. What we won, what we lost, how we won, how we lost, what types of gambling that was on. And I also we, I get a look at the value we received into our lives, what we got in experiences and that kind of thing from being, from being good at and enjoying casino gambling. This is knowing my numbers in a very detailed way and, and reviewing them at the end of the month and totaling them up and looking at them. I strongly encourage you to sit down at the end of each month and create your own summary. Scratch it out on a piece of paper. You don't necessarily have to load it all into a spreadsheet, but create your own summary of what your month looked like. And do that from the records that you kept by being accountable to someone or something. These are parts of what it takes to be good at casino gambling. I think if you take the time to do it, you will find it is useful and informative. Dollar amounts are funny things. What is a lot of money to one person is not a lot of money to another person. In an effort to avoid half of the audience thinking, who cares, that's all you won? And another half of the audience thinking, you got rich gambling! I convert all these results to the I earned $1 a day standard. The if I earned $1 a day standard. And here's how that all came to be. Before the podcast, often I gambled locally if I didn't have a lot going on with my consulting practice that needed to be done on that particular day. So years ago, I put a dollar value on that. I, I, I came up with a number that was what I wanted to earn slash win when I went to the casino to work instead of going to work to work. That's the number I use as a day's pay when I give you summaries for individual weeks or individual days or that type of thing. I say, oh yeah, one about a day's pay, half a day's pay. That's the number I use for that. To do this summary, I break all the actual dollar amounts down to the if I only earned a dollar a day scale by dividing the results by what I want to win if I work in a casino instead of working at my regular real life job. It's the number I want to win gambling if I'm not working. If you want to translate these numbers into your life, determine what you make a day or what you would want to win in a day if you gambled instead of working or gambled for work instead of working and multiply all these dollar amounts by your personal number. So here we go. Last month, gambling at blackjack using established and tested casino combat techniques, we won $1.05 on the if I earned a dollar a day scale. So just a little more than one day's pay won playing blackjack. We had 28 winning tables and 27 losing tables. So that, like that to be a little wider, if that had been a little wider, we'd have won a little more, but more winning tables than losing tables and a, and a cash money profit from, from blackjack. Gambling for education at craps, which is not officially part of casino combat, just something I've been sharing with you as it happens, we won seven cents. 
once again, if I made a dollar a day. But a win's a win. Not bad for a guy who knows he doesn't know what he's exactly doing at a craps table yet. Unfortunately, sadly, much to my regret, slot play using TRG slot strategy El Numero Dos did not generate a profit this month. And uh, I think that's two months in a row. I know we have more winning months than losing. I know my spreadsheet says we've won more money than we've lost. And as I said before, we may get to a point a year from now, two years from now, where I go, you know, the book's still available, but it isn't really working. And here's why, but at least we'll know. And we'll talk about that when it happens. We lost $1.52 playing slots on this, on this basis. We had 11 winning machines and 14 losing machines, so that explains why we we, uh, we we had a loss, not a win. It's not that we didn't win, it's that we had more losing machines than winning machines, and I know from looking at the numbers that we had a couple winning machine, or losing machines with bigger losses than we normally take. Bottom line, we actually lost a small amount of cash money last month, 18 cents on the if I earn a dollar a day scale. Now, friends... I got to tell you that in real dollars, in real life, I don't think I could fill my gas tank with this small amount of money. It is almost a rounding error in our monthly budget. I'm not bragging. I'm just trying to put some perspective on this. We did lose money, but it is a very, very small amount of money. We also spent money on gambling, or at least to be gambling places other than our local casino. These are choices we made, right? We chose to spend more to gamble than we had to. I, I could have spent couple bucks on gas and and gambled locally and probably gambled the same a number of tables. We like living the gambling lifestyle. We usually don't spend much on it. We often make money doing it. But in this case, we did have some expenses. We spent $1.94 on the process of gambling last month. So our profit and loss after expenses was a loss, which is to say an expense in our lives of $2.12, roughly Two days pay, in cash, lost and spent, living a casino lifestyle for the month of July. Now let's look at what we received from various casinos in value during the month. Let's look at what they gave us. We received $0.29 in free slot play and won $0.22 gambling it using TRG slot strategy number one. A little better than I expect, actually. Usually with that strategy, I expect to win about half of what I'm given, and we won more like roughly 75% of what they gave us uh, this month. So not bad. We received $6.33 in comps, mostly rooms, meals, and some parking. We received $0.25 in match play and $1 in free bets. Think about that. The various properties we visited gave us the equivalent of a day's pay to gamble with. We received $0.64 in gifts. Total it up, add it all up what we were given, subtract what we lost, subtract what we spent, We have a very nice win for the month, everybody. We won $7.15 after expenses doing casino combat this month. To say that another way, even with expenses of $2.12, we won and received an additional $7.15. So we really got $9.27 over three days pay in value, but we had some expenses offsetting that value. I'll also point out that I told you earlier in the travel segment that we had a winning week and won multiple days pay in Atlantic City. In some ways, we just finished the month a day or two early. We took a quick overnight trip as a couple to start the month. We took a long weekend trip 
and a vacation anniversary trip. Just like the amount lost was trivial in real life, the amount given to us as comps in real life numbers are things that we would not have spent to take these trips. Including my overnight solo trip, I gambled in nine casinos in six different states last month. I lived 25% of July in casinos, mostly eating, drinking, and gambling for free. We had date nights in amazing restaurants, watched sunsets from free hotel rooms, ate great meals that we really enjoyed as room service while hanging out together and having a good time. And those are not, wow, look how amazing and cool TRG is statements. That's not what those statements are for. That's not what I'm trying to do. Those statements are illustrations of the part-time casino lifestyle you can lead with the correct techniques and personal discipline in place. You can be good at the game of casino gambling and enjoy that part-time casino lifestyle just the way we do. I'm not trying to impress you. I'm trying to demonstrate that this works. It certainly works in a way that we enjoy. And that is then, as a result, July 2021, another winning month added to the Casino Combat Podcast ledger. If you are playing the casino chip game, there are 10 in this episode. Please, 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 please tip your waitresses, tip your bartenders, tip your dealers, but don't tip away your wins. Remember your casino wisdoms. I have spoken. Everything you heard here is true from a certain point of view. It's time for leaving, and I hope you understand I was born a rambling man. Love it. Hate it. It don't matter. Please share the podcast with your family and friends, everyone. Goodbye. Thanks for listening.